Today's daf is Yud Aleph in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. We will begin on Yud Amud Bet, five lines from the bottom of the Amud, where at the end of the line, where it says Tanya, was stated in a Baita. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer B'Tishrei Nivra Olam, very famous Machloket. Rabbi Eliezer says the world was created in the month of Tishrei. B'Tishrei Nol Duavot, during Tishrei, the forefathers, our patriarchs, were born. And they also died during Tishrei. But Pesach, Nolad Yitzchak. Yitzchak was born on Pesach. Sarah, Rachel, and Chana were all, uh, all conceived their children, for which they prayed a long time, uh, on Rosh Hashanah. Yosef exited the jail in Egypt on Rosh Hashanah. The... Uh, enslavement of our ancestors ceased on Rosh Hashanah, meaning prior to their exit from Egypt, they already were free from work, starting from Rosh Hashanah, Nisan Nigalu. The Jewish people were redeemed from Egypt in Nisan, but B'Tishrei Atidin Legael, it is in Tishrei that they will eventually be redeemed when the Mashiach comes. This is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, that the focal point is obviously Tishrei. Rabbi Yoshua Omer Nisan According to Rabbi Yoshua, the world was created in Nisan. Ben Nisan Noldu Avot, and also the Avot, the patriarchs were born in Nisan, Ben Nisan Metu Avot, they also died in Nisan, Be Pesach Nolad Yitzchak, Yitzchak was born on Pesach. Borosh Hashanah Nifkeda Sarah Chel Vechana, Borosh Hashanah Yatza Yosef Beit Asurin, Borosh Hashanah Batla Avodah Me'avotein Bemitzrayim. These three items, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua agree, occurred on Rosh Hashanah, namely that Sarah Chel and Chana became pregnant, that Yosef exited the jail in Egypt and that the work, the enslavement, the actual active enslavement of the Jews ceased all of those in Rosh Hashanah of Tishrei. <coughs> About that they agree. The Jewish people, however, were redeemed in Nisan. We all know that. But And Nisan, it's not in... Not on uh, in Tishrei that they're going to be redeemed in the times of Mashiach, but in Nisan actually that they're going to be redeemed. Tanya says in the Rabbi Eliezer, how do I know? Says Rabbi Eliezer that the world was created in Tishrei. Because when it speaks about the creation of the world, it says, "May the earth be filled with grass and bushes, and uh, there should be grasses that are mazriya zera." That produce seed and etzperi and trees with fruit. What month is it that the earth is bringing forth grass and the trees are full of fruit already? It's obviously Tishrei that the fruits are already there because we're not talking about where the fruits were first emerging, but that the trees already have fruits hanging on them. So that's Tishrei. And that was actually the time of the first rain. And the rain came down and then everything grew the rest of the way. Because it says that a mist came up from the ground and so on. <coughs> and eventually rain fell to cause everything to grow. Rabbi Yoshua says, no, how do I know that actually it was Nisan when the world was created? Same Pasuk. Uh, or sim- same, uh, same focus of the, uh, the earth bringing forth grass. Here it says that, uh, that it, instead of using the word, um, it's peri, it, or uh, instead of saying that the, um, that the, uh, the earth is already covered with grass and bushes, it says, may the earth bring them forth and may the tree bring forth fruit. What is the month in which the earth is full of bushes? And in here it shouldn't say, it should say, brings forth. 
bushes. Ve'ilan motzi perot, and the trees are bringing forth the fruits of Yomar Zenisan. This is the beginning of the spring when the things start to grow initially. This is also the time that the animals mate with each other, the animals, the wild animals, the birds. As we learned in a pasuk earlier in the Masechet, that at the time that the grain begins to emerge from the ground, also the animals are looking big because this is when they become pregnant and they start to, because they've begun the mating season. The point is that you have a machlok at whether to read the story of Bereshit as happening in the fall or happening in the spring. Is it happening in the fall and really the grass is already there, the fruit is already on the trees, or it's happening in the spring and uh, the fruit is just emerging and the grass is just emerging. That is the machlok between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Vidach. So what does Rabbi Eliezer says that the world was created in Tishrei? What does he do with the fact that it says that the fruits were that the trees were bringing forth fruit? Bringing forth fruit sounds like it means that there's no fruit there yet, and it's Nisan. That's talking about the future blessing that it should continually happen. That in the future these trees will bring forth fruit, but right now actually the fruit is already there because it's Tishrei already. What about Rabbi Yoshua who says that it's talking about Nisan because it's talking about when the trees first brought forth the fruit. So what does he do with the Pasuk that says, it's Peri, that the fruit is already there. He'll say that that's going according to Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi because Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said that everything created in the universe was created at its full height with its, with its dot, which Rashi takes to mean with its agreement that it was ready to be created and in its proper, beautiful form. In other words, it was created complete. Don't read it as the earth and all of its host was completed, but the earth, all of its beauty. In other words, the world was, was created. Yes, it was Nisan, but everything didn't look like a typical spring because in a typical spring, things are just emerging. And in this particular Nisan, everything was already emerged because it was created in its final form. Of course, that goes to question of, uh, well, therefore, then, then what about his proof before that he said that uh, the fact that it was et that, uh, that the, the proof that it was in Nisan was that it says that the trees were just then bringing forth fruit. How does he fit it with this? It's a good question, but we're going we're, we're gonna to leave that for the, the, those who are the Dorshe uh, Agadot to explain. Now, Rabbi Eliezer, we managed to be sure in do Avot, how do we know that the patriarchs were born in Tishrei? Because it says that all of the Jewish people gathered together around Shlomo HaMelech in the Yerach HaEtanim, the month of the strong ones on Sukkot, Bechag is Sukkot. So Yerach, what does that mean? Shendoldubo Etanei It means the month that the strong people of the world, the strongest people ever, meaning the Avot, the patriarchs were born. My mashmada Etan Mishanad Takifei. How do you know that the word Etan means strong? Because it says a strong place is your dwelling. And it says, listen to Hashem. <clears throat> listen to the argument of Hashem, mountains. And the Etanim, which is talking about the strong, the, the mighty hills, should all, that are the foundation of the earth, should also listen to the argument of Hashem. In other words, it's talking about something strong, the mountains, the hills. It also says, that the voice of my beloved is coming, it's skipping over the mountains, it's jumping over the hills, it's jumping over the mountains with the, uh, uh, in the zechut, in the merit of the patriarchs, and it's skipping over the hills, in the zechut, in the merit of the mothers of the matriarchs, okay, and Rashi says, you see that the, <coughs> the patriarchs are associated with mountains, because it says that they, in their zechut, in their, 
uh, in their merit, there was a jumping over the mountains. So you see that the idea of etanim, again, that they are strong, that they are powerful, they are mighty in the way of uh, mountains. And that's why when it says etanim in the Pasuk, and it's referring to mighty mountains, that's also a reference to the mighty avot who were born in the Yerach etanim in the mighty month of Tishrei. The Rabbi Yosho Meir, I'm going to give you an argument why they actually the patriarchs were born in Nisan. It says in the 480th year that of the Jewish people's exit from Mitzrayim, in the fourth year in Chodesh Ziv, and everyone here is assuming Chodesh Ziv is talking about the Chodesh. Iyar. It's talking about Chodesh Iyar, the month of Iyar, which is right after Nisan B'Yar, which is the, uh, uh, the month in which the bright ones of, of the world, meaning the brightest ones, were born. Now, meaning once Iyar came, the brightest ones were already born, because meaning the brightest ones were actually born in Nisan, not Iyar, but the idea was, was that they already existed by Iyar. So it's called bright because the bright ones were born in the previous month and were already shining by the time you come to Iyar. But that shows you that the Avot were born in the sun, what about Rabbi Eliezer? I'm sorry, we're asking on Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua, who says that they were born in Nisan, what does he do with the fact that it says that the month of Tishrei is called the month of the mighty, and that refers to the Avot? That's not talking about the Avot, not talking about the patriarchs were born, then it means that there's a lot of mitzvot in Tishrei because there's Sukkah and Bulav, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, so many mitzvot, so it's full of the powerful mitzvot of that time. Not that it's uh, not the people that were born at the time. What about Nami Akitiv Bachodesh Ziv? What about um, Rabbi Eliezer? How does he explain the fact that it calls calls the the month of Iyar Chodesh Ziv, implying that the light of the world was here, that the Avot were born in Nisan? That's not talking about the patriarchs. Rabbi Eliezer will tell you that's talking about the fact that the budding. And blossoming of the trees begins around that time. As we know, this is a halacha uh, that we've learned about. We learned about it in Masechet Be'achot, actually. That a person who goes out in the months, the days of Nisan, and he sees that the trees are blossoming. He says the blessing, blessed are Hashem who has not had any, left anything lacking in his world. And he made wonderful creations, and good trees, for people to benefit from. So in other words, this is the Bachav Birkat that we're familiar with. That's what it's talking about, the brightness and the blossoms of the trees, not of the Avot, because the Avot were not born in Nisan, according to Rabbi Eliezer, but they were born in Tishrei. According to the one that says that they were born in Nisan, they, were, they died in Nisan. And the one who says that they were born in Tishrei says they died in Tishrei. Where do we learn that from? From what Moshe Rabbeinu said to the people. He said, today I am 120 years old. Why does he say today? Why does he just say I'm 120 years old? To tell them that today was the filling, the completion of his, uh, of his years. I Meaning he, be, he had become 120 that day. I'm sorry, I skipped the line. The Which shows you that Hashem completes the years of a tzaddikim from day to day and year to year. In other words, they live a complete year. As it says, the number of your days... I will fill. So, so in other words, he literally reached the age of 120, exactly 120. And he died at the fullness of his, uh, you know, his, at the end of his 120th year, basically right at the brink of his 121st birthday, 120 years even. 
that's what we learn from that. So therefore, so too, those who, if, if the Abba were born in Nisan, they're going to die in Nisan. If they were born in Tishrei, they're going to die in Tishrei. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu was born in Adar, and he died in Adar. The Pesach, no lad Yitzchak. Yitzchak was born in Pesach. I mean, how do we know that? Because the Malachim say to Abraham Avinu, and that's actually in this week's parasha, say to him, we're going to return to Lamoed on the holiday. Now, literally, it means at the same time as we are next year, we're going to return. But, uh, but they're interpreting as Lamoed meaning the holiday. When was it? It was Pesach then. And what they meant was we're coming back in Shavuot. Is it possible for Sarah to give birth 50 days later? That's not possible. Rather, you would have to say that it was actually Shavuot and he's saying, I'm going to come back in Tishrei. It's only five months. It's not enough time. Rather, it must be that it was Sukkot. And the Malachim said, we're coming back in Nisan. The next holiday after Sukkot is, uh, is actually Pesach, the next biblical holiday. But since that's still only six months, because if you go from Tishrei <laughs> to Nisan, you're only, you're only passing six months, right? So that year was a leap year, therefore it was seven months. But still you're going to have a problem because according to the other Midrashim, basically, that are not brought directly in the Gemara here, but are brought in the Parashat HaShavuah, the Rashi brings it actually, quotes these, this Midrash in the Parashat HaShavuah of Vayera, that, that Sarah had gone into the state of Nida the day that the Malachim came, and therefore her body was already preparing itself to be able to conceive and give birth, but that means that there must have been Yemei Tumah, there were days that uh, she would not be able to be with Abraham Avinu, so that even if you have exactly seven months, and you could say that Yitzchak was a seven-month baby. It's not going to be exactly seven months from that moment because there's going to be the week or ten days or whatever that she has to get through her time of the month before she conceives, right? So, you, so it's not going to work. The answer is that even though there's an opinion that says that nine months, babies born at nine months have to be born at nine full months, Everyone agrees that if a baby is a seven-month baby, because back then they believed there were two types. There was a nine-month and a seven-month. If it was an eight-month baby, it would not be viable. But they thought it had to be nine months or seven months. So if it's a seven-month baby, the Gemara is saying, it could be less than seven months. It could be within the seventh month. It doesn't have to be seven months literally. Right? As it says, it was at the cycle of days. Okay? And they interpret this <clears throat> this is the uh, this is the birth of Shmuel, meaning after the passage of time, and tkufat uh, means what? That miut tkufot shnei. Tkufot means two. Miut yamim shnei. And miut yamim means is shnei, meaning tkufa is a season. So it means that that Shmuel was born six months and two days, because the tkufot means two units of three months each. And Yamim, Tkufot Hayyamim, means two more days. So two days into the seventh month was enough for Shmuel to be born. So too with Yitzchak, a few days into the seventh month was enough for him to be born. He didn't have to be a full seven months. So he was able to be born um, exactly, uh, you know, that when the Malachim came, the seven months that he had, that they gave them, because it was a leap year from Tishrei, when they were there in Sukkot, to Pesach, would be enough for him to be born and be a full-term baby, a seven-month baby, but actually less than seven months, six months and change would be all that he was. Now, of course, there is a, an interesting uh, contradiction between Midrashim because the, there's a Midrash that says that the story with Lot and Sidom happened on Pesach, so that would mix around everything. But it, we have a rule in Meshivin, 
when it comes to Agadot, when it comes to Midrashim, we don't try to find contradictions and so on because the Chachamim had different Midrashim that they offered and different explanations and they didn't expect us, like in the area of Halacha, to reconcile everything. Sometimes different Midrashim don't fit with every other Midrash. Different rabbis had different opinions and ideas and they didn't have to reconcile them with all the other ones. So, so Achil and Chanab all conceived on Rosh Hashanah. Minan, how do we get that? Amar Rabbi Elazar, Ata Pekida Pekida, Ata Zechira Zechira. We have a Zerash above the word Pekida, remembering, and the word Zechira, which is also remembering. Tibur Achil Vayiskor Elohim Dochel. It says that God remembered Dochel. Uchti B'Chanan says regarding Chanab Vayiskor Hashem that Hashem remembered her. Viati Zechira Zechira Mi Rosh Hashanah, and the word Zechira connects to Rosh Hashanah. Dechtiv Shabbat Shabbaton. I'm sorry, Dechtiv Shabbaton Zechron Torah because it says that it's a day of rest. Zechron Torah, remembrance of Torah. The word Zechron, it's called Yom Hazikaron, also the holiday. So that so that word Zikaron connects. Rachel and it connects Chana. Kitab Kira Kitiv Chana Ki Pakad Hashem Et Chana Uchti B'Sara V'Hashem Pakad Et Sara. It doesn't say the word Zachar with Sara, but it says the word Pakad. It also says the word Pakad with Chana. So we connect Rachel to Chana, Chana to Sara. They're all connected together. They have a form of remembrance, either with the verb Pakad or the verb Zachar. But the main point is that it connects to Rosh Hashanah. They were they conceived on Rosh Hashanah. Now Rosh Hashanah Yatzay Yosef Betasrin Yosef left jail on uh, on Rosh Hashanah. Minan, where we get that from? Dichtiv. You should blow the, on the Chodesh, on the Rosh Chodesh, the new moon, the Shofar. As Rashi explained earlier, one of the explanations that's given by the Rishonim that Rashi always endorses is that the day that the moon is covered, meaning the holiday where you can't see the moon because it's only a Rosh Chodesh, that's what it's talking about Rosh Hashanah. So blow the Shofar on that day because it is a statute for uh, Israel and a judgment for Yaakov, and later on in that same Mizmor, in that same Mizmor that we actually read every week is one of the Shirim Shaliyom. It says, Edut Yosef Samo etc. That uh, Hashem placed uh, testimony in Yosef when he went out in Eretz Mitzrayim. So that means that's the day that he came out of. The, so it's mentioning Rosh Hashanah in the Mizmor, and then it mentions, um, and then it mentions uh, Yosef going out in Eretz Mitzrayim, meaning being freed from jail. You see that it happened on the same day. How do we know that our ancestors stopped actually working for the Egyptians on Rosh Hashanah, even though they weren't freed fully until uh, until Pesach? Uh, because it says, I'm going to take you out of the burdens of Egypt. Again, in that same Mizmor Teilim, where we have all those other Psukim about Rosh Hashanah, and including the pasuk that refers to Yosef, it also mentions that Hashem uh, took me uh, from the burden that was on my shoulder. So that's a reference to, uh, uh, you know, and obviously it's a, in the pshat it might be referring to Yosef, but it's referring to him as a, an exemplar of all of the Jewish people that their um, burdens were alleviated on Rosh Hashanah. How do we know that in Nisan the Jewish people were saved? Obviously it's stated in the Torah, we don't need to explain that. Where, do we, where does Rabbi Yoshua get the idea that in Tishrei we will ultimately be redeemed? Because it says, Because it says, Blow the shofar in the, on the new moon. And that's talking about Rosh Hashanah. It says on that day of the Yomot HaMashiach, of the ultimate redemption, they're going to blow, you know, a, a great shofar is going to be blown. So that means it's going to be in Tishrei. Rabbi Yoshua. No, Rabbi Yoshua says, just like they were originally redeemed in Nisan, they're going to be redeemed in Nisan in the future. How do we, how, where does he get that from? Minalan. 
Because it says about the night of Pesach, it is a day of Shimurim, a day that was guarded. A day that Hashem has been guarding and keeping from the beginning of creation. So, so impl- implying that the redemptions of the Jewish people were planned out in Nisan from the beginning on the special night. One was Pesach and the future uh, redemption will also take place in the month of Nisan as it has been predetermined. Vidach, what about Rabbi, Rabbi uh, uh, Eliezer? What is he going to say about that? The suggestion that it should be Nisan. It means that the night of Pesach, there is no power given to the Mazikin, to the Shedim, to harm us. But it's not telling you necessarily that the, that the month of, uh, uh, of Nisan is the time where the Jewish people are going to be redeemed. It could just be, as well be the month of Tishrei, like he thinks. Now, when they follow their same reasoning elsewhere, because it says in the 600th year of, of Noach's life, in the second month, on the 17th of the month, this is the beginning of the flood. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Yud Zayn When it says the second month, it's talking about Iyar, second month to Nisan. Shemazal Kima, Shokea Bayo. So the rabbis are explaining that uh, what happened in the Mabul was really, well, this is Rabbi Yoshua's version, right? It was really the month of Iyar. And at that time, if you know the astrological, really these are different constellations. If you know the constellations that rise and fall and when they do, really that day in Iyar should have been a day that Mazal Kima, one of the, uh, which is part of the Mazal Tele, it's part of the, uh, it's part of the, uh, the, the sheep that is usually associated with Nisan. So that Mazal, that uh, Aries, I guess it is, that in English, that, uh, that particular Mazal, the tail of it, normally would be down, meaning it wouldn't be visible in the sky at that time because they're actually in a rotation that they do uh, two hours at a time. Um, and they go in a cycle, and Rashi explains all the details that over time they all get a turn, and they they're all it's always moving. It's always a, but the uh, the point is that um, it's a time when it would normally be down, and normally the water level would be down too. But since the Jewish, since the uh, all the human beings in the world were being evil, so therefore Hashem changed Maseh Bereshit. He brought that Mazal up instead of down when it should have been down. He brought it up that constellation. And he took two stars from it and he brought them up all through it. Whatever that exactly means, we don't know, but it seems to suggest that the Hashem intervened in nature to bring about the Mabul. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, no. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't in Iyar and it had nothing to do with Nisan. The, it was actually Marcheshvan, second month to Tishrei, not to Nisan. Yom Shemazal Kima Ole. Normally, that Mazal of Kima is going up at that time. It's not a Chidush that was going up by Yom during the day. Umayanot mit Gabrim, and it's a time when the uh, the when the water sources, when the springs are very strong, not weak. And since they changed their actions, meaning since human beings became corrupt, Hashem also changed his actions. And he caused the Mazal Kima to come up during the day. And he took two stars out of it. And he also brought a flood to the world. Now, the weird thing is that that sounds like exactly what Rabbi Yoshua said happened. So how is it different? Now we understand why Rabbi Yoshua says that it says in the Pasuk Sheni because, because that it's the second month because Iyar is officially the second month of the Torah because Nisan is always counted as the first month. Right? El Rabbi Eliezer Sheni but why is it that according to Rabbi Eliezer that it causes, calls it if he's saying that it really is Mar Cheshvan 
Why does it call it the second month? It means the second month of ju- since judgment, because the judgment took place. So we understand according to Rabbi Yoshua that since normally that constellation would be down and not visible, and Hashem made it go up, and he took the two stars and all that, and normally the, uh, he said normally the sources of water are pretty low, but, but, but according to, um, and, and according to Rabbi Yoshua though, um, meaning according to what we saw before that, uh, that, uh, Rabbi Yoshua said that, um, that since this really took place in Nisan, right? Since the, since really we're, we were counting from Nisan, therefore the second month is really Iyar, and therefore it's a time where Hashem would have to intervene in the creation and in the constellations to make this Mazal Kima be ascendant instead of low. It makes sense. But according to Rabbi Eliezer, that really happened in Tishrei and Mar Cheshvan. And, there, and that's actually a time where that constellation is already up and where the water is already strong. So what, is the, what does it mean that Hashem changed the creation? What it means is that like what El Chizda says, it wasn't, the change wasn't in the constellations. The change was in the quality of the water. That they, just like they sent with heat, and that's the heat of passion it's referring to there, that um, they were judged and punished with uh, heat also. That's why it says, um, they did what was evil with Rotchin, with burning, with boiling. So they were judged with boiling. The sin that they did is considered like a boiling, meaning that the passion was boiling within them and they allowed it to cause them to sin. Um, and they were punished with hot water. Because it says that the water receded. When it's talking about Achashverosh, it says that his anger subsided. So it doesn't mean that it physically subsided, only it means the temperature was lowered in the water. So the water was actually boiling in the time of the Mabul. That was the change that happened in nature, according to Rabbi Yoshua. And eventually, of course, that cooled off before the, everyone who was in the Mabul came out again. The wise men of Israel counted for the Mabul according to Rabbi Eliezer. In other words, they adopted his view that it goes from Tishrei, not from Nisan. And uh, that that's the count there. But when it comes to calculating astronomical things, Rabbi Yoshua, over there, they follow Rabbi Yoshua and they count the astronomical cycles from Nisan and not Tishrei. The Gentile scholars and wise men even count the Mabul uh, years to the, uh, in accordance with Rabbi Yoshua, that, uh, that goes by Nisan and not by Tishrei.